Good afternoon and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll have another edition of the Bean Report. Also, we'll get a market update from Brennan Turner with Combine Egg. And at first in today's country comment, we'll chat with Alan Monroe, the owner of Killarney Auction Mart. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next hour. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Many cattle producers are continuing to struggle with the dry conditions. Killarney Auction Mart owner Alan Monroe chatted with Golden West reporter Barry Lamb. You know, as far as the conditions out there, uh, I guess with the weekend, a little more precipitation, Alan. But uh, overall, what, what are conditions like out there right now for producers? Uh, we'll say we, we're getting these little shots of rain that green things up and give us a little bit of optimism. But, uh, you know, the crops are slow emerging. The pastures are, are very slow. Uh, there's a lot of guys still feeding their cows, not, uh, not wanting to throw them out on the pasture and damage, damage what is there. Uh, you know, the rule always was, you know, a, a day in the spring can give you a week in the fall as far as grazing. So, you know, guys being very cautious, but uh, it's just very, very slow coming. And, and say we're we're seeing a lot of action at the, the market this June that we normally wouldn't. What's happening with the markets? Uh, you normally, uh, you know, taper off a bit, but as far as sales and what's taking place, what what's under consideration? Well, we're... Uh, I was, just talking to the guys this morning, I think we're we're going to put a sale on June 28th, uh, adding on there because we're getting a number of cattle booked for the 14th. We'll likely have some cow-calf pairs to sell that day again. Uh, so you guys just dig a little deeper, you know, selling those cattle they were planting grassing, uh, maybe moving those heifers they were planting breeding. Uh, you know, there's, there's talk of, of some of those early calvers maybe pulling some of those calves off and uh, putting them on feed and preg checking and, and say just trimming all the fat they can and uh, try and try and make sure that they they maintain enough grass and and feed you know for their nucleus herd it's 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 getting uh very it's, it's getting desperate with this movement of cattle and the feed situation at the end of the day is that a, a big hit for them in the pocketbook or how much of a hit will it be overall uh, well, it's 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 a little bit of survival mode, to be quite honest, because you know you, the the feed is not out there. Uh, you you can't just go buy a load of round bales right now. Uh, you know the grass isn't growing, so uh, you know there's there's a lot of these guys that have been through this before with talk of 1988, and you know going back to 1959. You talk to some of the older fellows, and and you know it's it's just a matter of making sure you don't run out and, and say, moving some cattle and making those tough choices and those deep cuts uh, early and ahead of time so you don't end up completely against the wall with, with no, no feed for your animals at all. But we just uh, a good soaker or two away from turning things around? It'll certainly help. You know, the hay crop doesn't, it would take an absolute miracle to, to give us a bumper hay crop. Uh, but I guess, you know, we're an optimistic bunch, but, uh, you know, if, if we can at least get the grain crops going and, and guys can have some straw and some, some other options that they'll look at uh, to, to get through winter. And, you know, it's a long time from chopping corn. So, so you know, we are hopeful, but uh, it, it's very dry. And, and safe. I guess if we, we get a few tents every few days, that, that could keep us alive, but uh, we do need that good soaker. That was Alan Monroe, owner of Killarney Auction Mart, chatting with reporter Barry Lamb. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. The governments of Canada and Manitoba are advising that livestock producers who have been affected by dry conditions on pasture in Manitoba 
can apply for funding to support water source development under Ag Action Manitoba. Funding is provided through the Managing Livestock Access to Riparian Areas Beneficial Management Practice under Ag Action Manitoba Assurance. Eligible items include water source development, solar, wind, or grid-powered alternative watering systems, permanent fencing to restrict livestock access to surface water and dugouts, and permanent pipeline development. Any projects for water source development occurring after April 1st are eligible. Applications are now being accepted and will be reviewed on an ongoing basis until September 1st. And we caught up with Alan Monroe, owner of Killarney Auction Mart, to find out how he's dealing with the situation. We're getting these little shots of rain that green things up and give us a little bit of optimism, but, uh, you know, the crops are slow emerging, the pastures are, are very slow. Uh, there's a lot of guys still feeding their cows, not uh, not wanting to throw them out on the pasture and damage damage what is there. Uh, you know, the rule always was, you know, a, a day in the spring can give you a week in the fall as far as grazing, so... You know, guys being very cautious, but uh, it's just very, very slow coming, and and say we're we're seeing a lot of action at the the market this June that we normally wouldn't. The Manitoba Paulson Soybean Growers is giving an update on the soybean crop. Here's production specialist Cassandra Kochik. Soybeans are mainly at the emergence to unifoliate stages across the province, but soybean crops overall range anywhere from ground crack in the later seeded fields the first trifoliate stage in the earlier seeded fields. We're seeing a lot of uneven plant stands right now in soybeans and also wide variability in development. She notes field peas are mainly at the V5 to V6 stages. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire. For Tuesday, June 8th, I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll get a market update from Brennan Turner with Combine Egg. Today, Glendalee Allen Vossler talks with market analyst and CEO for Combine Egg, Brennan Turner, about some of the key things impacting the commodity markets right now. Another interesting turn happening in the grain markets. Uh, fill us in. Well, I think it's a time of year ultimately where there's just there's there's a lot of focus on on weather reports and and we know that demand continues to be strong that's that's a that's a given but um you know with with so much kind of riding on this this current crop in terms of filling uh the supply pipeline back up and ensuring that we have inventories available for not just obviously our domestic needs but also our international customers there's just there's just amplified volatility and so i think that until more about the current crop is known, whether it be canola, peas, lentils, wheat, you name it, um, there's just going to continue to be some volatility in the market. So um, large, large in part, there's also some fueling of the fire by speculators who are just watching these weather forecasts and these headlines. And and uh, just like we saw a couple weeks ago when that when a major sell-off happened, you know, a similar run-up over the next couple of weeks could happen until there are some rain rain events. Uh, but uh, bottom line is that uh, a sell-off could ensue, just like we saw in July 2017, uh, just like we saw a couple weeks ago. So um, it's not like necessarily we should expect these prices to stick around forever, but it's just uh, largely a function of these these weather forecasts that uh, come and go. Take us through the oilseed markets and what we see happening here right now. The big reality is that um, everyone and their mother seems to be looking for a renewable substitute or alternative to conventional diesel. And, and therein, biodiesel is obviously one of those great 
opportunities that that not only soybean producers are are uh, kind of being able to benefit from, but also canola uh, producers. And so, um, you know, between the the function of canola oil and canola meal, I think there just continues to be a very strong demand function for the oilseed markets. And you know, I've I've been been touting, I've been long term bullish on oilseeds for probably three or four years now. And I don't expect that trend to reverse itself whatsoever. So, um, you know, net net, uh, we're we're in a good situation for for uh, canola prices, in my opinion. I would expect that old crop prices and, and new crop prices start to converge on one another the closer we get to uh, the the new crop supplies coming off. But uh, you know, long term outlook continues to be pretty positive for uh, the oilseed market. And what about the wheat market? Yeah, and wheat. I mean, it's it's largely going to be a function of of these weather uh, patterns that we're we're seeing and and trading therein. So I think, given the fact that we saw a significant decrease in, in spring wheat acres here in Western Canada, uh, combined with some lower spring wheat acres in the U.S., there's going to be less available this year. On the flip side, we're already hearing reports of some below average protein from the U.S. winter wheat crop, um, and so millers here in North America are going to have to substitute that or or kind of. Uh, do some some blending in order to kind of get to some of the protein levels that they're needing. So as a result, spring wheat looks to be in a pretty positive position. Um, but again, a lot of this will hinge on the weather. So I think that you know there's there's going to be certainly a lot more wheat coming out of the world uh, this year. Expectations are for a record year. Australia is looking pretty good. Um, Black Sea and the EU are looking pretty good. Expect to see some bigger numbers in the upcoming WASDE report um, from from those areas. And, um, you know, just given the fact that we continue to produce high quality products here in, in Canada, I think uh, Canadian producers should be able to benefit from this. That being said, key message for producers today? I think it continues to be on focusing what you can control. And that's what's going on in the field right now. Um, if you're if you're not necessarily comfortable with your, your new crop sales, this might be a good time to think about locking in another five or 10 percent even for that matter. Um, at, at the end of the line, I mean, like we're, we're in a year where this is going to be an opportunity to strengthen the balance sheet. And you don't necessarily need to make that big bets in order to do that. So something to keep in mind. And, and um, you know, it's a lot easier to just fill contracts at harvest time versus contracting grain at the harvest lows at harvest time. That's Brennan Turner, a market analyst and CEO with Combine Ag for Golden West. I'm Glendalee Allen Bossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email the farm desk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Bossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Canadian Angus Association annual general meeting takes place online June 10th, starting at 6 p.m. Visit their website for details. Canada's Farm Show goes virtual this year, June 16th and 17th. Go to canadasfarmshow.com. And Egg in Motion invites you to join an online session entitled Getting On With Growing Vigilance in Crop Care, June 23rd, starting at 9 a.m. Registration details can be found on the Egg in Motion website. It's time now for the Bean Report, brought to you by Manitoba Pulse and Soybean Growers. Joining us today is production specialist Cassandra Kojic. Soybeans are mainly at the emergence to unifoliate stages across the province, but soybean crops overall range anywhere from ground crack in the later seeded fields to the first trifoliate stage in the earlier seeded fields. 
We're seeing a lot of uneven plant stands right now in soybeans and also wide variability in development. Dry bean planting wrapped up in western Manitoba this past week and plants are out of the ground in central and eastern Manitoba. Under the dry conditions, emergence of some edible bean crops has been delayed by a couple of weeks. Field peas are mainly at the V5 to V6 stages, so that means five to six true nodes. But pea crops range anywhere from V3 to V7 across the province. And we're also seeing nodules forming on root systems already. A quick note that the V6 stage of peas signals the end of post-emergent herbicide application for most products. And finally, faba beans are at the second to third leaf stages, also with nodules forming on their root systems. And we saw some faba bean plants that had minor frost damage, but they're now growing past it. You know, we've had quite the wide range of, of weather here over the past few weeks. So I guess um, talk a bit about that and uh, crop conditions. Sure. So regarding frost, many of the earlier seeded soybean fields were unfortunately touched by frost with damage as severe as 50% or more stand loss. But some thanks can go to the variable emergence as plants were still coming out of the ground after the frost, which will help fill in some plant stands. Soybean reseeding decisions had to be made in a few fields, but thankfully most of them across the province can carry on as they are. And because of the dry conditions, it doesn't make sense to top up the existing stand in many cases. The dry conditions are a real problem right now. Manitoba has had some rainfall recently, with amounts ranging anywhere from two-tenths to two-inches, Uh, within or outside of that range as well, depending on your location. We hope the rains keep coming to alleviate some heat stress that the seedlings are experiencing right now and to really help launch these crops. In fields with rolling landscapes, we're seeing a difference between hilltops and low spots, with hilltops looking pretty bare at the moment. I've also heard a lot of references to the 1980s this spring, if that tells you anything, so I feel like I'm getting a glimpse into the past. Um, heavy winds have been another stressor for seedlings to deal with this spring. Strong winds in May blew soil and trash around, and it actually increased the seed depth in some areas, and it's been causing damage to, uh, to young seedlings. And finally, hot temperatures are another stressor that play a role in actually hindering effective herbicide use. So dealing with large weeds in crop is another problem being faced by farmers over the next week or two here. And uh, Cassandra, talk a bit more about plant stand assessment. With most crops out of the ground and on their way right now, it's a really great time to be assessing plant stand to see how your seed performed and also to see how these environmental stressors are affecting things. Uh, And while you're out there, check out seed depths, look for early season insects and diseases. For plant stands, the ideal range for soybeans is 140 to 160,000 live plants per acre. For field peas, your ideal stand is 320 to 360,000 plants per acre. And for dry beans, there are a lot of values and it varies among market classes and row spacings. For more info on crop conditions, optimal plant stands, and early season pests, find more in this week's Bean Report email coming to your inbox on Wednesday. And if you're not signed up for the email, you can do so on our website homepage, manitobapulse.ca, or reach out to any of us at MPSG. Thanks, Cassandra. Cassandra Kochik is a production specialist with Manitoba Pulse and Soybean Growers. The Bean Report is brought to you by Manitoba Pulse and Soybean Growers. You can find out more at manitobapulse.ca. Time now for another look at today's farm news. 
Manitoba Agriculture and Resource Development is advising that due to dry conditions in parts of the province over the past few years, livestock producers will temporarily be allowed to cut hay on crown lands not normally designated for agricultural use. Under certain circumstances, non-ag crown lands can be made available for agricultural use. The Agricultural Crown Lands Leasing Program will administer the use of available land and provide necessary permits. This year, the department has proactively posted a list of lands available on the website that will be allocated by draw on June 11th, including unallocated ACL forage lands. After further review, additional land has been made available. This additional list is now posted with an allocation draw date of June 21st. And we checked in with the owner of Killarney Auction Mart, to find out how the dry conditions are impacting cattle producers. Here's Alan Monroe. There's talk of, of some of those early calvers maybe pulling some of those calves off and uh, putting them on feed and preg checking and, and say just trimming all the fat they can and uh, try and try and make sure that they they maintain enough grass and, and feed you know for their nucleus herd. It's getting desperate. Manitoba Pulse and Soybean Growers is giving an update on the dry bean crop. Here's production specialist Cassandra Kochik. Dry bean planting wrapped up in western Manitoba this past week and plants are out of the ground in central and eastern Manitoba. Under the dry conditions, emergence of some edible bean crops has been delayed by a couple of weeks. She notes soybeans are mainly at the emergence to unifoliate stages across the province. And as part of McCain's 2020 Global Sustainability Report, the company is pledging that it will be implementing regenerative agricultural practices across 100% of its potato acreage, representing 370,000 acres worldwide by the year 2030. McCain says this transition will restore and protect soil health and quality and look to natural processes to control pests, prevent plant disease, and strengthen crops against severe weather events. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll take a look at the weekly crop report. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.